0: Hey, this is Tony Soprano, and you're listening to Jersey Boys Podcast with your hosts, Dave Sturgeo and the Ernst Boys. I mean, I could give a shit about the Cowboys. We're in New Jersey. These guys got balls being Cowboys fans in Jersey. Anyways, enjoy. Well, whatever. How about this, Cowboys?
1: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Jersey Boys Podcast right here on the Premier Podcast Network. Also, Premier Streaming Network, Premier Plus. So, right away, thank you guys for watching and tuning in because you're paying us, uh, paying for us to watch us. We are back. It is Dave Sturch, a little Sturch back in the building with, of course, nationally known comedian Brett Ernst, and of course, his brother, Keith Ernst. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time the Dallas Cowboys today have opened up. Training camp, I'm excited. I know you guys are elated. I know last me and Keith spoke, uh, it was right around after the draft, and we went through the schedule a little, like, briefly. Didn't really crush too much on that. But training camp is here. Brett, what is one thing that you're looking forward to, I guess, the most? Out of, like, there's obviously a roster that's, you know, just – uh, miles and miles deep because obviously it's day one. But is there anything that you're looking forward to in particular? Mike McCarthy took to the stage today. He says this is the deepest roster that he's had in four years. He right. says that the culture is really good. It's maybe it's oh, the best it's ever God. been. I know, Keith, you're loving this stuff. Oh, There's Keith, a lot I'm of kidding. stuff to get yeah. into, but right off the rip, Brett, you optimistic? How you feeling about this year's squad? Um,
0: I'm ready to be disappointed. By <laughs> <laughs> Uh, No, man, I'm excited, dude. I I like, I I think this is one of the best drafts we had. I was really excited, uh, you know, but um, uh, I'm that. (laughs)
1: I'm that that reminder that I have to do a podcast with (laughs) Sturge. No, man.
0: um, I mean, you know, what, what, it's again, I mean, I'm excited that Dak has a new, (laughs) I was going to piss Ethan. (laughs) <laughs> as a new offense to excel in you know um this is his year though this is the year
1: <laughs> listen uh i'm i'm he's very got, he's, I, I, he's got to step up this year of course of course I, he has to step up every year but like what i'm thinking is that me you know if anybody's been following this podcast which by the way when i announced it was coming back yesterday on twitter there's a lot of response saying thank god you guys are back that you know they've been having to listen to a bunch of junk for the last couple months um but I'm the I'm the four responses, but go ahead. <laughs> Listen, man, you don't gotta pull back the curtain that far, bro. Like you just let it I'm go, kidding, man. I'm
2: kidding.
1: I know it was a lot. I'm I kidding. mean, you're you're not kidding. <laughs> don't spit up the drink. Um, anyway, what I will say, <laughs> what I will say is that I've been supporting if anybody's been listening to this show for the first, I guess, what are we, the, we started in 2020. So this is like our third actual season going in, or maybe even our fourth. I don't even know. Um, I've always been the the Dak apologist, and I've always been the guy that's rooting for the kid. And 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 Brett has oh, been the one. No, we're
0: all rooting for him. We're all. You know, I, mean,
2: I know true. what he means. I know. You know what, he what means. I'm saying. Like it,
1: it's been like Brett. Yeah, he's uh, more, he's Brett, way
2: more optimistic than I.
1: Brett has definitely um his referenced the contract a lot right before it happened. Then it did happen. Then we have to deal with it. Then we saw the repercussions as far as the rest of the roster is is kind of constructed. So Keith. Going in, I'm making it a very vocal right now, and I love Dak the kid. I know Brett does it. And I know you do as a, as a person. But this is it for me. This is my last year of saying that if this kid doesn't bring us to at least the NFC title game, then he's not it. I love the kid. He's just he's just not the answer. And and you have to start thinking long term now. You have to start thinking draft now. You have to start thinking. You know, do we get Tom Brady out of retirement? Shit like that. Because <laughs> that that that's where I'm at right now with Dak Prescott. I think again. The contract is what it is. You can't do much about it right now. There's a lot of stuff we'll get into as far as like players not being at camp right now, which is alarming, but we'll figure it all out. How do you feel about Dak going into this year, Keith?
2: Well, it's here's the thing. It's not that black and white, bro. I hear what you're saying. Mm-hmm. If it ends like the last two seasons, I agree with you 110%. He's not the guy. But if we just don't make it to an NFC championship, there, there could be numerous factors around that that's not Dak Prescott. That's true. But – If it is the same that we saw the last two seasons in particular against the 49ers, which I stand by my word, he is the reason we lost both of those games. Nobody else but him. Everybody else played uh, above their potential except him in in both of those games. So, yes, I would agree with you with that. But I want to go back to something else that you just said when you opened about Mike McCarthy saying all the shit he was saying. What the I mean, I can't stand that kind of stuff, because when you say don't when you say that kind of stuff, it's almost like you're trying to convince yourself. Like, if it's true, you don't say, you know, I'm going to compare it to something. Facebook. All right. Sure. When you see these people that are always commenting how great their wives are or their girlfriends, (laughs) they give these fucking paragraphs of how awesome and and I know a lot of those people. And let me tell you. They're in some of the most tumultuous fucking relationships you could ever think of because they're trying to to self-help and tell themselves. Perception, perception Perception
1: is reality, bro. Perception is reality. So
2: that's the thing that bothers me is when somebody comes out and says those type of things because we don't need to hear that. Just show us. Just fucking show us.
1: That's something that Jaron Curse did say yesterday. Uh, somebody did ask Jaron about the defense and how it has the potential to be one of the best, if not the best, defense in football. He said, "That's all well and good, but we just have to show it." You know, so that's the kind of player you want. That's the kind of leader that you want on the defense, saying, "That's all well and good, uh, you know. Hold on to your analytics. I, we don't really care about any of your stats. We have to go out there and perform on the field." I mean, there's again. When I look at this team as it's constructed right now, and I just recently sat down with Sean McEwen, who's obviously in it deep with this team going into training camp, and it's a little bit of a different feel. Like, there is no Zeke. There is no Kellen Moore. There's, there's But from what I gather from him is that they kept a lot of the terminology the same just so nobody has to learn, like, this brand-new system. But, Brett, alarming part number one heading into camp now is that Zach Martin is officially holding out. So how does this, I mean, for me, and I think you guys can all agree, both of you guys can agree, it all starts in the trenches. You've said that for four years now. You know what I mean? So it's like, how big is this, and do you think something gets done sooner rather than later with this guy?
0: Um, I mean, it better be sooner.
1: You know, I mean, he's, he's or, or Or does it have to be? Because it's like, think about it like this. No risk for injury. What's he going to learn? How to block? He's already the best guard in football. Is this almost like a, almost like a little bit of a – a hey, bro, safer approach? Before
2: you, answer, before you answer, Sturch, do you know what his contract was up to now? Do you have it offhand? Yeah, well, I know for a fact. I fa- think that's important.
1: I know for a fact right now, because of the because of the guards in the league of where everybody's getting paid right he now,
2: $7 less, he's
1: $7 million right? less than the top paid guard in football.
2: I get that, but what was he making in the previous year?
1: So, it wasn't $7 million less. No, no. So next year's cap number, I believe, is 13. Uh, it goes up significantly, but what I'm thinking is. If every time, every year that that this problem happens, where we're all starting to kick cans down the road and renegotiate, Zach Martin was been like the first one to renegotiate every single time. So like all this money's being kicked down into bonuses it. and all this other shit. But now he's feeling some sort of way where he's like, wait a minute, hold on. You know, like here, here's this guy making $20 million a year, you know, or, or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm the best guard in football. I'm, I'm a 99 in Madden now, you know, first, first guard in Madden to be a 99 ranking since like 2003. You know what I mean? So he's earned that, right? He's since earned.
2: Brett's <laughs> since Brett's mom, since
1: Brett's mom. Exactly, exactly. But she typically shifted to the outside. So he like, played a little more tackle <laughs> mom, than anything else. Your
0: mom's, a, your mom's a 99 as a special teams player, <laughs> as a wedge breaker. A wedge. <laughs>
1: she's the wall she's the reason why they put the new rule in because she was just yeah. you know
0: <laughs> she's that's all she's ever done
1: <laughs> but what i'm saying is yes he's severely underpaid so is it the biggest uh deal that he's not there for the physical part of all this stuff
0: um well like you said i think it's good for preservation i mean i mean you're at a certain point where uh, do you really need training camp but if it's if it's a new offense then yeah I mean, but you know, the blocking schemes are usually. Um, I'm I'm not worried about that. I just hope he doesn't have. To. I mean, I, I can't see him sitting out this season. No, no. You know what I mean. No. But I mean, you do want him happy. I mean, he's he's given us. He's been one of the consistent bright spots on our team. You know.
1: Yeah. For uh, how many years? Now? 2014 he was drafted. I remember where I was. I was sitting in in my living room with my knee all bandaged up. I was recovering from ACL surgery, and I said, "The only the only biggest." like trip up of that draft was that there was rumors that Jerry Jones wanted Johnny Manziel. At and that's four who we should
2: have taken. At, four,
1: <laughs> at 14. <laughs> at 14. At 14. But then all of a sudden, Zach Martin fell into our laps and turned out to be the best guard in football.
2: No, I, I'm See, I'm always honest with my, I don't lie. And you know, like some people on the show that say that. Wait, you really
1: didn't want Johnny Manziel, right?
2: I wanted him. For I screamed what? for him because I thought Roma was on his last years, which I was right because that. You were out. right. Yeah. John, I thought Manzel was going to be the shit. I'm not going to lie. I no, he was shit. Swagger. All right. <laughs> I liked his swagger. I liked what he did in college. So I'm not. I, I really thought he was going to be, the uh, you know. But obviously, I was wrong. But anyways, regardless,
1: it's going to be a great uh, 30. I think it's called. Uh, I don't know. But they're making a Johnny Manzel documentary along with you guys. Hey. Are going to love this one. The the Florida, not the Florida, Miami, not the Miami team. No, the Florida Gator team. That was coached by Urban Meyer with Aaron Hernandez oh. and like Tim Tebow. They're going to have like a behind the scenes look at that. <laughs> how many fucking murders did they fucking <laughs> get away with? Hey, how many was- bodies are buried <laughs> underneath that field? Bro,
2: that's going to be a crazy documentary.
1: I know. It's I
0: know. so annoying. As a University of Miami fan, they're always talking about the U, but I'm that team. You know,
1: I, I, I can't tell you how many times I've watched that Tebow uh, pump up speech, you know, because he's just like just bloodied and beaten to shit and. Thanking the Lord, (laughs) like that, and doing his thing. And
0: how do you not like Tebow?
1: uh, I mean, he's one of my favorite guys to watch, even now.
0: As the oldest guy on this panel, um, he's (laughs) arguably one of the best college football players I've ever seen.
1: That's and I
0: remember Herschel Walker at Georgia, and you know,
1: what about like what about like Reggie Bush?
0: um reggie bush reggie i mean no no nobody was as impactful i mean what do you have two national championships went there uh well reggie for-
1: reggie actually reggie had one infamous uh infamously taken away i think <laughs> because yeah. of some well, kind of scandal yeah well you know um but
0: um you no know i i mean you know hopefully we get zach in there I'm, I'm i'm more curious about how a lot of our draft picks did in the, in in the um mini camps you
1: know, yeah, I mean, for listen, like
0: Wazzy Smith, I, I'm really excited about. I, I think, I think that's a big player, a big piece of what we, um, of what we needed on that, on that interior, man.
1: I mean, they you haven't, they haven't. Because- they haven't drafted a they haven't drafted a D tackle in the first round since Russell Maryland. So like that goes to show you that they haven't really addressed him. I mean, how many times how many times have we gone into camp and liked that one guy? Who was the big white thoroughbred dude that we liked a couple years back? Uh, who Ridgeway was it? Was it Ridgeway? Well, Ridgeway a,
0: that was
2: last season. Last
1: season. So we always we always like get these pet cats in camp. We're like, this guy's going to be a beat. Like, but for sure, Mozzie Smith is going to be an absolute monster. And that's <laughs> I always go back to the monster thing. I know. <laughs> I'm a monster. Um, Um, (laughs) But I think that Mozzie Smith pick is huge. Um, There's a lot. Listen, there's a lot of draft picks that I'm excited about that aren't even getting that much burn. Uh, Overshawn from uh, Texas. He's going to probably play a little linebacker slash hybrid safety. All of a sudden, we had these years and years and years after Darren Woodson left us. We were like, we're never going to get good at safety. And now I think that's probably one of our deepest positions on the depth chart.
0: Well, what's cool is, uh, well, I was going to say what's cool too, is that, you know, this is a little reminiscent of the, of the, uh, Jimmy Johnson defense where they were, you know, we have a lot of speedsters coming up playing, you know, linebacker position. And what's great about, um, him is, you know, he could be another edge writer as well. You know, um, I, I'm really excited to see what, uh, what we do with this defense and, um, you know, it's definitely going to be a strong part, a strong point. And I want to see the kid deuce in our in our uh, offense. I mean, Keith was high on him. And uh, I think we all were, but Keith was really high. I remember, I mean, bro, you were like
1: – I didn't even I, I didn't even know the guy existed until Keith showed me a, a well, YouTube he, video.
0: Keith hit me up. I think he had a game. I, I forgot what game he was playing where Keith texted me. And he's like, have you seen this kid? And he's like, we got to get him. I hope we get him. But did you, did you know his? Did you know his father was, uh, working, with was, was uh, working with the Cowboys?
2: He's still there. Yeah, I did not. Well, I, mean, know, I, was,
0: I didn't, didn't know his.
2: Know no, I didn't know his dad was working for him. I had no clue. I had no clue. Yeah, so that kind of helps his cause <laughs>
1: getting in the building at least. It kind of helps I his cause.
2: Can we address something too? Sure. Okay. <laughs> I'm everybody that's happy that Kellen Moore left. And I'm you,
1: Sturge, well, happy
2: he left too. Well, Everybody's fucking well, happy. Well, I got Let I got, got a rebuttal, talking, but I'll, go ahead, right, go right. ahead. Well, I got a rebuttal
1: already, ready in all the right. chamber. Go ahead. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm. We had some of the top offenses with Kellen Moore, all right? And I know probably 90% of the people that are listening are yelling at this right now, saying, I don't know what I'm talking about.
1: You don't know what okay. you're
2: talking about. Let me tell you the problem <laughs> with our offense. Because everyone's like, oh, our defense stepped up when Cooper Rush was there. They didn't step up when Dak Prescott was there. You want to know why they didn't step up? Because Dak kept going three and out. Dak kept throwing interceptions, and the defense was tired. That is not Kellen Moore's fault. It's not Kellen Moore's fault that Dak is not throwing completions to the right person. It's not Kellen Moore's fault that Dak is throwing interceptions. When Cooper Rush was in there, he sustained drives. I know you fantasy geeks, nerds, whatever. He's not putting up 350 fucking yards a game. But you know what? Look at his time of possession. Look at his time of possession. Look at his turnovers. Look at his three and outs with Cooper Rush. It wasn't happening. You know what happens when that happens? The defense comes in refreshed, and they kick some fucking ass. But when Dak Prescott comes in after our defense plays well and fucking throws an interception the second play and they got to go back out there, And then they kick it back to us. And then Dak Prescott goes three and out. And the defense has to go back there. Then the team's going to drive 80 fucking yards on us. It's just going to
0: happen. So it was the same. It was the same thing the other way when we had Romo. Remember? Mm -hmm. Romo Mm -hmm. would come in, get a nice drive going. And then our defense would like when we lost to the Giants in that uh, the year they won the Super Bowl. Divisional. Yeah. Yeah. You know, next thing you know is that they allow the team to drive all the way downfield. And Tony has to play catch up. It was almost the reverse. Um, I would say this, that, you know, again, with Cooper, what I was hoping is that you just saw what a quarterback with, you know, it's not like he's not talented. He's in the NFL, but just to, just to simple game management, you know, nothing crazy. And, and we were winning games, you know, mm-hmm. and I think with Dak's talent, if he could just combine that with that game management, I mean, dude, he's, I, I can't see us not winning at least the division this year.
1: You know, yeah. I mean, right. Eagles, right. Eagles
0: re-upped on defense big time, man. I mean, they they had a great draft.
1: Yeah, they did. My rebuttal to you getting mad or angry or you know displeased. Imagine
0: at your Thanksgiving dinner.
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> What'd you say, bro?
2: Imagine me at Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, he's right, dude. I go, I ruined, I mean, I go to the
1: room. Bro, I, I, like I haven't watched, I haven't like sat down with my family for Thanksgiving dinner in like 10 years. I, they're there. They're there. I, they're I, there. I, I just, <laughs> I'm in fun. another room. Um, my rebuttal to Kellen Moore stuff is this I think that Mike McCarthy, being that Mike McCarthy knows the strengths and the weaknesses of one Dak Prescott, what we saw when Cooper Rush was in there, right? They changed it up. Let's manage the game a little bit. Let's not open up the playbook so much. Let's get him underneath. Let's get these shorter routes. Let's run the football. Like let's let's do some Bill Parcells type shit. I think that Mike McCarthy being the play caller now, I think he does that with Dak Prescott this year. That's what I think happens. I think they truly dumb down the shots that he's taking to dumb down the turnovers. I mean, he went out there. I mean, the quotes uh, the quote has been misquoted a million times, but he said, oh, I'm not going to throw 10. P-. He didn't say that f- verbatim, but he's basically saying, like, those tip balls, those those bad, inaccurate passes, a lot of those stuff uh, was, you know, we, we watched it. A couple of those things are behind the receivers. A couple of those things were completely telegraphed. We get it. But I think the, the, the strong suit of Mike McCarthy is that he knows Dak a little bit more in and out than a Kellen Moore did last year. Because when Kellen Moore got Dak Prescott back, you guys both remember this, it felt like, all right, we got Dak back. Now it's time to open up that playbook again and have him throw all over the fucking field. You know what I mean? So that's why I think that Mike McCarthy will play to his strong suits and not put himself in a bad position to turn the ball over as much. Does that make sense?
0: Sure. Um, I mean, I meant- no, not really, because... <laughs>
1: Uh, No, not at all, actually. Keep going. (laughs)
0: No, I mean, like, look, again, it it wasn't the calling. It it was the decision-making that that was the problem. I mean, you're still going to have your progressions. You're still going to have, you know, your hot receiver versus your safety receiver. I mean, all those things that, I mean, again, the guy, how many games did he miss last year and then ended up coming back and leading in interceptions, you know? And, And to be fair, there may be a couple of patterns where it may not have been his fault or the receiver made the wrong cut. But you know, we saw a lot of forced, stupid plays. Mm-hmm. And you know, this far along, as as a veteran now, I mean, he's not he's not a rookie. He's not that that guy that's just like, oh, okay. You know, while well, well, he's learning, you you got to get. But at this point, you well, can't be. We can't be holding our breath when you're in the pocket about to throw.
1: Right, not for nothing. And this is just I'm just playing devils here, but I felt that way. Every, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I felt that way every time Tony Romo dropped back to pass.
2: But it was more for injuries.
1: Well, that for too. Me. But it like, wasn't,
2: but, it wasn't. I was afraid he was going to get hit. It wasn't for like <sighs> a stupid player. I don't
1: right? know, man. I just felt like it was always like, but, but where's I mean, that ball I mean, going mean, to go? You know, like
2: I, I don't want to compare the two because I don't either. Yeah, I mean, that's, but that's yeah. fine. But I'm just saying that with 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 Dak, it's more. All right. Here's the thing: if you look at every top quarterback list right now. Every mm. single one, and I don't care, I know there's a lot of buffoons out there giving their list or whatever, but even if we did ours, everybody except Aaron Rodgers in the top 10 that's over Dak were drafted after him seasons after him. That's not the way it should be. You don't move back, you move up. He's moving backwards fast, he's digressing. Yeah, the <laughs>
1: <laughs> Great. Here's your next jersey <laughs> on the back of your jersey. Fourth. I'm just saying,
2: man, you gotta be you gotta you gotta pay attention. I
1: I to that, I, I listen, I You're on that in that sentiment man. in that sentiment, I a hundred percent agree. He's in the wrong he's going the wrong way. He's gonna he's gonna wind up playing. <laughs> did you guys by any chance? I did thoroughly because I, I love everything that like any kind of behind the scenes stuff, I love. I love all the hard knock stuff and all that shit. But I've watched quarterback. Did you guys watch the quarterback series? No. no. All right. Well, <laughs> well this is conversation going nowhere. No. Uh, what they did was they obviously, they followed around Patrick Mahomes. They followed around Kirk Cousins. They followed around Marcus Mariota. I feel like, and, and obviously we all know the stories between all three quarterbacks. Like Mahomes is the star, the best quarterback in football. You got Mariota, who's always had to like kind of crawl and scratch and all that shit just to get a Wait, starting sir, job.
2: Sir, 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 sir. Wait, sorry. Man. Was the Was it Mariota back when he started or now?
1: Mariota. No. Back when he started for the Falcons.
2: Oh, okay, when he was starting. So the it's Falcons. his last, okay. this
1: chronicles last year, this oh, past yeah, season. Right. So he was a starting quarterback for the Falcons, and then they had to like tell him like, "Hey, uh, we're not going to come film at your house anymore. You just got benched." <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> there's not really, there's not really anything to to do. Um, but I, and of course, there's Kirk Cousins, who's like the middle of the pack guy. He's been around the block. He's won some really cool games. He's done the you like that, all that shit, right? And he's a character because he's like super duper dad and all this other shit, right? So, like, I just don't want season two of quarterback to come around and approach Dak like, do you want to be this year's Kirk Cousins, the guy that has a couple cool moments and, like, never gets over the hump? You know what I mean? Like, because I think that's the path that we're going down right now because, as you said, Keith, every single year these guys are coming into the league, the Burroughs, the Herberts, the Mahomes, all these, the Hurts, these guys are all coming into the league and they're taking over the league by storm. And I feel like, I don't know, like, my my, my thing is this, and maybe both can chime in here, like – do we did we overvalue Dak Prescott right away because he was our starting quarterback and he was inserted in there? Like, keep in mind, guys, he was a fourth round pick.
2: Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'll answer it first. All right. No. Like I said, this the his first rookie season is still the best season he's ever played in my eyes.
1: Sure. I mean, he wasn't win loss win loss way. Yeah, they call them like, Dak. They had, call them Dak and Dink because he wouldn't throw the ball down the field.
2: What I'm just saying, though, that was his best year in my eyes, and I was very. I remember going to Brett saying, "We're very lucky. Now we're going to go from Romo to Dak. I mean, I was very high on him. I'm like I said, I'm always honest with my past uh, uh, opinions.
1: But, but did he out? But I'm, what I'm saying is, did he outkick his own coverage? Like because he did so well in that first year, did we all of a sudden say, "All right, this is the guy"? Right? Because remember. Fourth to fifth round grade on this dude, according to all scouts. So all of a sudden he has this big year because Zeke is with him. Offensive line is good. The defense was okay. You know, like we were playing really good and he's playing over his head. Did we, like, did we overhype this guy? Because here we are in year seven, eight, and we're all just like, we're still waiting for him to, like, really take that big leap. Like, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league when you just said, Keith, that he's on the other way. He's going the other way. So, it's like, where yeah. do we Yes,
2: I overvalued him. I thought he was going to be way I- – I would never have thought this would have happened in his point of uh, of his career after his rookie year. I would not have.
1: Brett?
0: I mean, you know how I felt. I felt he was a good quarterback. I felt- Look, we-, we still did get lucky in a sense because it's not like – you know, it's it's still hard to find a great quarterback in the NFL, and 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 Dak is you know he's better than average. I mean, he's he's a good quarterback. Um, it's just these little adjustments. But no, I didn't overvalue him, Keith. Uh, I, I was never high on Dak, really to begin with, which is odd because I liked him when um, I saw him on uh, Gruden's quarterback challenge. Uh, you know when he does the class? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, wow, I really like this kid. And then I do remember him, when you know, because I think he hurt his shoulder in college or something where he had to sit out a year. Or
1: Well, <laughs> I think it was a party that he went to that he got hurt at. <laughs> so, no bullshit. Is that what it was? Yeah, he, I think he got, like, in a fight. And that's where he got that scar in his left eye and shit. But anyway.
0: No, no, no. It was he, he hurt his shoulder in a game. Okay. Um, I think he went He went head first and, and he blew it out. If, I, I, I don't know. We have to look it up. You know, when you get my age, you start to lose your memory. <laughs> but, um, it was when I saw him play, like, you know, the deep ball was never there. And, and there was little things that I was seeing, but then you're like, okay, he could develop it, you know, it, let him get the pacing because we kept the offense pretty simple when he stepped in. And yeah. you know, a lot of people don't remember, he didn't actually win the starting job. He, you know, we had two major injuries. He was
1: he third. He in. was third string heading in. <laughs> yeah. so, I don't and even then, know. You know. Honestly, it had not for Kellen Moore getting hurt, like does Dak make the team? You know what I mean? Like, cause sometimes oh, those yeah. guys are practice squad guys. I don't know. No, you're right though. Could be. Yeah. You know?
0: my, my, my feeling was, you know, cause we were put in a situation to where, all right, we had the hot hand. Do, do we keep, do we stay with the hot hand or did Romo, should Romo come back? Yeah. And I wanted Romo to come back because that everything was firing on all cylinders at that yeah, point. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, yeah. but anyway, we're at where we're at now. And um, again, I, I can't emphasize it. How much I like Dak. You know, I think he's a great kid and, and you know, we're all, obviously we're all rooting for him, but yeah. it's, it's just, you know, these stupid little mental errors that I hope McCarthy can, 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 adjust. I mean, look, listen, it, it, he's our, he's our, he's our question mark right now. Yeah. And if you're our franchise quarterback, you shouldn't be the question mark.
1: No, you shouldn't. <laughs> Keith, is this uh, is this the most loaded roster around him to succeed this year? I mean, obviously they lose Dalton Schultz, they lost Ezekiel Elliott, right? So their their short yardage situation situational back from last year, who again a lot of talking heads said there was no tread left on the tires. I don't buy that for a second. I think we could have brought him back for some kind of incentive type deal, and I still think that there's something to to be said for that, but. Is this the deepest offensive roster that he's had since he's been a starting quarterback here? Considering the fact that they brought in a Brandon Cooks, who now goes with a healthier Michael Gallup, and obviously C.D. Lamb is next in line to get a big payday. So there's your three receivers, plus the the kids that you would think are going to get going this year, Jalen Tolbert, uh, potentially Simi Fajoko, we don't know. Their tight end room loses Dalton Schultz, but then they go draft Schumacher uh, out of um, Michigan. So all of a sudden their tight end room is just as... Athletic, if not maybe even more athletic this year. Offensive line is in you know control right now. The running back situation is Pollard plus the committee. You got the guy Deuce Vaughn. Ronald Jones is back there. Malik Davis. Is this the deepest that we've ever been uh, in the Dak era?
2: I say no. I think um, the 2017
1: is that, but that's when uh, Zeke got suspended, right?
2: Yeah, I would say Zeke, Dez, Terrence Williams,
1: Terrence Williams, uh, some boy.
2: That offensive line was way healthier. And way younger than they Whitten.
1: are. now. It was Ty- was there. Tyron Smith was there. Winton
2: was there. Yeah. So I would say that one was, was probably more than this. I would say not only that, they, they were all in the same system for a while. We got a whole new system. Not a whole new, no, we don't, but we got a new offensive coordinator, kind of. I know what you said. How it's Martin, the, it, uh,
1: the whatchamacallit Schottenheimer's in there now to kind yeah, of consult.
2: That they, it was consistent and it worked right mm-hmm. with Romo and it was working with Dak and we were going into that year. And I thought, you know, that thing but you know what game do you remember the game where we were like all cowboy fans were just we just shut up because after if you look at 2016 Dak's rookie year right every single game we we won with Dak, or it was a game the the, the two giants losses which went to the very end of the game it hmm. wasn't like we got blown out so we were in every single game we lost to the eagles the final game of the year because mark sanchez came in and didn't play that well right and Dak was winning when and pretty Romo sure Romo, pretty
1: right. sure Romo had a, a drive.
2: Romo had a drive, and then Mark Sanchez came in and then we didn't score he again. Scored and he scored. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. But if you remember the one game where all of us I was in, I couldn't believe it. Rams said, no the Bronco game, second week of the season.
1: Oh, we that's when like they we said Zeke hung. gave up. Yeah, that's, Zeke gave up.
2: Exactly. But that's the only That wasn't his rookie when, year. No, I know it's not. I said it was oh. his next year. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, 2017. So it was week two. That's the first time where I was like, whoa, he wasn't, he couldn't make, he couldn't make adjustments. He was throwing bad right. passes. I mean, it was just awful. I mean, we got beat the fuck down by Trevor Simeon. And on that. <laughs> I'm like, you Simeon, know what's crazy bro. about that game? I think I remember that was the first game Tony Romo did as a commentator with the Cowboys.
1: Do you remember also uh, the big, big like story headline to come out of that is one of Dak's pick sixes Zeke just I stood there and watched really yeah, <laughs> it's like it. ah, you want to go get him or no yeah I know. oh I know, man know. what a what a mess but
0: anyways I think you know what we're really gonna miss Zeke is in the blocks is in the blocking schemes
1: I mean so- here's the thing and, and I 100% wholeheartedly agree with that because that's something that it went overlooked and I'm not talking about the last weird odd play where he gets steamrolled by a linebacker by himself we're talking about picking up blitzes off the edge um chipping guys just giving Dak that extra second Pollard, uh, look, I, I, he, maybe he proves us all wrong and he's all of a sudden a really good blocker, right? I've seen some pictures of Pollard. He looks pretty yoked right now, but again, he's a smaller framed back. You do have a Ronald Jones back there, a little bit of a bigger, I guess bigger, not much. And then obviously you have Deuce Vaughn, who's about the size of, uh, you know, my son. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like this little dude, right? So it's like, where's the size help? Are they going to bring some tight ends to come back there? Do you, do you, you know, pick up there? We do miss that. Now, is there a value to that? I think there is. But I don't know. There's so many like you know. Every team can only carry 53. You're gonna really put Zeke back there as one of the 53, just to. I don't think they,
2: Ronald Jones makes the team. By I
1: don't the way. honestly, bro. I, I, don't I, think. I don't think so either. He's yeah. one of those cap not cap casualty, but like uh, just the training camp cut that I would not be surprised if it yeah. if it yeah. happens. I'm not gonna be like I can't believe they just cut too Ronald Jones. Like we
0: have too much. This, use. Is, yeah. this is where Zach Martin comes in, right now. You know, again, this off with Zeke in the backfield blocking, I mean, we. You know how, how good are our tackles going to be? You know what I'm saying. I mean, uh, as far as you know, we got to protect that. And uh, if we're moving Smith over to whatever the other Smith, not Tyron Smith, Tyler, yeah, if he's gonna, if he's gonna have to play guard again. You know, there there's so many factors. I mean, Steele was playing great.
1: Well, Steele's coming off um, injury. I'm not sure if he's starting the the preseason on the on the pup. Um, but if if they get the the lineup that they're projecting, and, and Zach Martin ultimately comes back to play. This will also be, I think, their best offensive line in a long time. I know Tyron Smith is big tree fall hard because that guy's literally good for at least missing six of the seventeen games. Right? Like it's just almost like it's a it's a written That's foregone good. conclusion. Um, so you do need the depth, but like guys like Tyler Biadasch, he's up for a contract soon. He you know he thinks he could be the best center in football according to what he said. So the cohesive unit that they have this year. Think about it like this: looking back at last year, all they really did lose. Was Dalton Schultz and Ezekiel Elliott off the offense, and they added a Brandon Cooks to stretch the field. So to me, that's why I keep saying this, but and I go back to this, is like, all right, enough of the excuses, Dak. Like, this is it, man. You got, you, you're loaded everywhere. Like you're everywhere, you're loaded. You have no more excuses. You have no, you can't even chalk it up to experience anymore. Well, now him. I'm talking about like the receivers, like, oh, this guy ran the wrong route. CD's coming into his fourth year, you know what I'm saying? So it's like you can't even look at these guys as like, "Oh, CD's running the wrong routes because he's a kid." That ain't the case anymore, man. You know?
2: Well, you, you look at the, you look at. It, I'm telling you right now, if we if things start to fail, the first excuse out of some Cowboy fans, especially pro Dak quarterback, is going to be, "Well, Brandon Cooks was on his fifth team anyways. He was never that good."
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That's what we're going to hear. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, it's exactly what we're going to freaking hear. Well, there's always there's going right to gonna be an excuse, always.
0: When we lost, when we lost the Tampa in the season opener, and everybody kept blaming, oh well, he doesn't have the talent, the receivers, and then then what's his name comes in the Cooper, next yeah.
2: week
0: and and starts winning.
2: Whoa, he <laughs> beats the AFC fucking champs. <laughs> it's not
1: yeah. wrong. You're not wrong.
2: <laughs> I'm just saying. No, no, I mean, you're I mean, not I'm wrong. Bitter. Oh, the O line sucks. Oh, there's no downfield. Well, he sustained drives, and we won a game, and we weren't even threatened in that game. By the way. If you remember, no, it was. I've never. Yeah, like that was down one down of those.
1: One of those games where you kind of scratching your head, like, did we just? That just happened. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, listen. There's a lot, a lot of storylines going at the training camp. Obviously, Dak Prescott coming into another year where there's just uh, the talents but, just surrounds him. Go ahead.
0: You, I'm sorry, but you keep talking about the offense. Our defense is. I was getting
1: stacked. there. I was getting there.
0: <laughs> that's that's where that roster is deep. And so play as a cohesive unit. We got a great defensive coordinator. They they bring the heat. They hit. I mean, Micah Parsons is just a freak. I mean, I mean, I, I can't. God, you know, let's pray he he stays healthy.
1: I think what but, he did was he added he added a lot of healthy weight in the off to kind of make sure that he's not as fragile as he was last year. You know what I mean? Not even frat. Not even fragile. Fra- not even fr- fragile. Uh, you know, not not that he's fragile, not that he's fragile. Not that he's fra- <laughs> he's that guy. But like towards the end of the year that kid ke- ke- get his ass kicked you know what I'm saying like he was at that back end remember every other play we were looking at him he's hobbling and he's like breathing hard and shit because he's the, the the motor just keeps going and going and going now with him making the transition to edge completely you know he's not gonna have to worry so much about dropping in coverage but you could still use him in that case but man oh man to watch Micah rush the quarterback all year round this year for the first time well, is gonna be gonna awesome be a
0: huge part of that now yeah what, what uh, and this was part of my reviews that I never got to do. But uh, you know, he's a pocket pusher, bro. Yeah. He's great on the double team. And you know, when when he was never really asked to get the quarterback, he was just meant to push the line back. Right. So, you know, it's gonna if if, if he does his job, which I, I think he will, uh, because I know Micah was very high on him.
1: Yeah, I he got mean, very excited. Just,
0: there's gonna be a lot of uh, you know it's going to be a lot of uh, work for the, for uh, opposing offensive lines.
1: And just think about like this. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about Micah Parsons. We're talking about Mozzie Smith. Like let's not forget uh, of the, the rotating door on the other side with, with led by Demarcus Lawrence. And I know that a lot of people are always talking about his sack numbers. But that dude balled out last year. I don't care what anybody says. If you look at the, like watch the tape, like actual Cowboys analysis should be doing, that dude was a run stopper. He was a tackler. He was the kind of guy that was around every play. Um, and I just think that he's going to be just excellent. What, what the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> is that- <laughs> for another day. What?
0: <laughs>
1: fraggle. Oh, that's the fraggle. Okay, I get it.
0: Well, your little X's and O's, what's great about Uh Mozzie,
1: okay? Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) At least in college. And uh, he keeps the blockers off the second level. So what does that mean? That means that when he's – and, you know, one of the knocks on him is he's slow to disengage. But what happens is now those blockers can't – they don't get to that second level, which is going to keep our linebackers a little bit more free. And our safeties, I mean, dude, again – they're ball hawks, you know what I mean. It's it's really going to be interesting to watch teams run on us because that was our problem last year. If we had one weakness on our defense, it's been our problem the last couple was, years, yeah. You know, and uh, that's why I think that was a good pick. And this, oh, uh, what, what's his name, Overshock?
1: <laughs> Overshawn, yeah, from Texas.
0: Yeah, that kid is a great pass rusher, man.
1: And if, but, you know, if needed, if needed, yeah, his 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 missed tackle rate was a little high for my liking, but again. That shit that you can but, teach and mold? Keith flies. Right. And
0: I'm, I'm not just saying this because we were built pretty much the same in college. And I had I had a little bit of that I If I were to say there was one player I played like, it was him. Because <laughs> a lot of times I would just overcommit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And the and players just, be right by you already? <laughs> yeah, yeah, just go. And that's only because, you know, uh, that that's something that, that's very coachable.
1: Keith, but uh, I... I yeah, yep. no, in- instincts are everything. Keith, I'd like to go to the person with the, the, the record for tackles in a game to, to try to chime in here on, on Overshawn in the defense. Well, uh, you know
2: what? I don't know, and I'll tell you right now, I'm a little shocked at uh, uh, J- uh, Jabril Cox and how he hasn't, you know, he hasn't come on hard yet. Well, <laughs> uh. <laughs> but seriously, though, I meant he played how many snaps? I think that might be the surprise. I mean, he looked like. When we were watching his highlights at LSU and even in preseason and then during the season, I don't know if he's maybe not a Quinn guy or something, but he oh, He's definitely really- a Quinn
1: guy. He's a draft pick of Quinns. So.
2: Yeah, I meant, but I meant maybe he hasn't evolved into what he I was. don't think he's
1: got enough reps. A lot of these guys didn't see the field as much. I know he was banged up as well. So, like, I'm looking at a lot of these guys just like Damone Clark and, like, guys that, like, are coming onto this roster, um, literally coming into training camp. And I'm going to bring it up real quick just because, you know, a lot of people have, like, these um, – these uh, what call the like the the programs for people that are going to training camp right now, the defense, um, the safety room right now is J. Ron Curse, Donovan Wilson, Malik Hooker, and Izzy. Uh, Izzy coming back, and then remember, is yo is 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 my oh, man? My is. Okay. okay, is okay. Uh, so Izzy's coming back, Marquise Bell coming back, so that's a big one. So this is what I was gonna ask you guys too. Remember last year and the years that we've had Trayvon Diggs on our roster. It was a lot easier for these quarterbacks to drop back and say, all right, wherever seven is, let's just throw the other way, right? Like, whoever's over there, it's got to be a better situation, right? You add a Stephon Gilmore and a second-year De'Ron Bland, Who who would you who are you throwing on? Like, these guys are very, very good and talented, and I think the cornerback room is probably my favorite room heading into training camp to watch to see who's going to emerge because behind that, then you have like the – all right, so yeah, you got Diggs and you got Gilmore, fine. Then you got Deron Bland, cool. But then you also have Kelvin Joseph, Jordan Lewis, and Sean Wright. Those guys are coming back in the camp, but you got to keep your eye on those guys because if they're getting toasted by some third, fourth string receivers, they might not find themselves well, on a here's roster the thing, either.
2: Sir, I always say this I, you have Deion Sanders at one corner, Daryl Green at the other, freaking Palomalu at safety, Ed Reed at the other safety. You don't have a pass rush, it doesn't matter. Truth. And it's just like a a good, a great quarterback without an offensive line, you know, so that is way more important to me is that front seven and getting to the quarterback because yes, you know, you, you you know, you always hear coverage sacks. There's always coverage sacks. So that's something that, you know, maybe these guys can pull off, but in the long run, you want, you don't want the quarterback back there too long, regardless. And that can make the corners look much better.
0: And what's great too, is like with with a guy like Overshawn, right? Whatever, however you say his name, um, (laughs) These linebackers. I mean, he's a safety, linebacker, and edge rusher, right? So when you're getting these linebackers that can hit, like, what I love about this kid, by the way, too.
1: He is, is being he listed. He is being listed as a linebacker right now, which is kind of crazy. But go ahead. Sorry.
0: Well, I, I love that because Me too. Me you too. know that's because Micah's just going to be on the edge now, pretty much. You know, I'm sure, but he can still jump the coverage. It's the same thing with Overshawn. Whatever Overshawn.
1: Overshawn, yeah overshone Yeah.
0: is uh is he can play he can play he can play, you know, he can cover. He's that quick.
1: He's and, lanky you know, too. He's he very long. He's a, he's definitely a uh, the build. He's a long guy. You know, he's got long wingspan.
0: What, what made what made somebody like Junior Seau so awesome, which people don't realize, he could get under the curl, man. When you when you get those when you get those linebackers just get under the curl, take take those underneath patterns. That's a lot, man. That that's such a big deal. And I think Quinn is covering that. And again, what Keith said is hundred percent, right. I don't care who you got at the corner. If we're not getting that, if we're not getting to the ball, I mean, to the quarterback, that's just useless. And again, getting uh, uh, a guy like Mozzie Smith on the deep to, to, to engage those blockers, not allowing them uh, uh, to, to get to the second level, getting, getting uh, linebackers that could jump under the curl. Or take away those underneath patterns. It's it's going to be a lot for opposing offenses to deal with. I agree. And I'm really excited. About that,
1: man. I agree. It's crazy. I mean, because I'm
0: really excited about this defense. And the, again,
1: and, and it's crazy. Been, this is, you go.
0: Twenty season going in since we were in the Super Bowl. Which, yeah. by the way, I'm tired of other teams talking shit.
1: That's well, so you with
0: this. It's, bro. You haven't won a Super Bowl since nineteen seventy fucking two. <laughs> Take it easy. I mean, they were perfect. Right. They
1: were perfect. <laughs> but I, I, it's crazy because I'm looking at this this depth chart, and it's like guys that we're not talking about right now. We're talking about the Mozies of the world. But don't get it twisted. Like the starting defensive tackle, you, if you look at it, number one is Osa. Right, so you like like him, and then you're talking, and you're forgetting about guys like Hankins, Gallimore, Quinton Bohana, guys like that are still on the roster. Scary we can't keep all these people. That's I know that's part. that's the scary part. You're going to wind up with a situation where you know it's going to be third and one in the last second play and we're going to get scooped up by Quentin (laughs) Bohana like a shoestring tackle against us. You know, shit like that always happens. But like, I'm telling you, defensive line wise, if Micah Parsons stays fresh, here's the rotating door on the other side. Demarcus Lawrence, Sam Williams, Dorrance Armstrong, Dante Fowler, Chauncey Golston. So it's like, there's going to be some fresh legs in there the entire time. What Starch is so fun. You see
2: how excited his little face gets. He, gets so, he's, he little starch is so hard.
0: I'm excited. So hard. Too. Listen, Starchy. Yeah. If, if again, if if our offense, if if that can play game control and and you know manage. Yeah, but this is—I'm really excited about this team, man. And don't you know we're not bringing up little Deuce, but I would love to see the type of player he's going to be. And and again, you know that's special teams value as well. Yeah. Same thing with over.
1: Don't forget another another year of another year of Cavante Turpin as well. He's
2: got he'll he's not going to make it. I don't
1: think if he don't win the kickoff return job, then he's not going to make it as a receiver.
2: Deuce Deuce is going to be punt and kick returns. Think so. I really believe it. Yeah.
1: Okay. That's a nice uh, little bold prediction. You know,
2: and the one thing we have in the the one position too that not position but player I'm worried about a little bit. Um and it's just in case and we lost, it's just in case uh t stadiums held hostage is McQuaid. What are we gonna do, bro? We don't have McQuaid anymore.
1: I know. No, but it's okay because we have um Oh, God, he's gone, too. Who was the guy last year that was, like, the captain for that coin toss? And I was like, who the fuck is that guy? He was, like, a bald. He oh,
0: was, was, like, double
1: zero. <laughs> Boy, <it was> <laughs> so we got Brian Anger. Uh, there is a kickoff. There is a kick competition heading into camp between Tristan Viscaino, Um,
0: That's what I was going to bring up, is we we still need a kicker.
1: And Brandon Aubrey, who I believe was a massive kicker in the Canadian Football League, I believe, or something to that effect, USFL, used to sink 60s, like it's his job, you know what I mean? Like Greg the Leg. I'm Greg the Leg, by the way. <laughs> like bringing him in for no fucking reason. And of course, uh, the richest man in the locker room right now is CJ Goodwin. That dude gets one year contracts. Like fucking, it's his job to do so. Just one year deals every year. Job
2: in the world. Oh my get.
1: god! Between that and like LP Lockador or whatever, was making a million a year just to snap the ball and go because, away.
2: Because yeah, you're right. I agree. But even like the punter, he doesn't really get hit. I mean, this long snapper gets contact. The punter, you're not gonna. Ah, it's a bad punt, whatever. But when you're actually a kicker and you miss a kick, you're in the shithole. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. punters have the easiest fucking job in the world, man. Yeah. And they get to watch the games, they get paid millions, they fucking just sit <laughs> on the sideline. They get to sit there in little Sturge when things ass go, ass go
0: nuts. <laughs> I got to say too, though, that you know we we did we blamed Dak a lot for uh, for that San Francisco game, but we had no kicker. I mean, that was a big. <laughs> I mean, how do you?
1: What did, he, what did he miss? What did he miss? Six? Did he miss six against Tampa Bay? So weird. Oh. I don't remember.
2: He lost he, when it started that, in Washington and went to Tampa.
1: You know much first of, first of all. First of all, let's call it how he we is. We're three Italian guys from New Jersey. Let's call it how it is, all right? You know how much money he made to miss all those kicks, by the way. Dude, <laughs> that was fucking awful.
2: I've never seen anything like that before in my life. Exactly, exactly,
1: point? which right. leads you to believe that there was somebody in the stands doing one of these, like,
0: don't you do it? <laughs> She would do it. Just
1: like he's like Nigel Gruff from The Replacements, just like lay, and he's waiting to fucking put it through the uprights.
0: But what was the
2: conspiracy? Not conspiracy. They were saying that the NFL changed some rule or something before that. I heard somebody talking about it. Like you couldn't place something down, or um, there was something that happened, and right when they well, made that, well, like,
1: there was there was some there was some video uh, surfacing that the Eagles kicker was kicking off a mini tee or something like that, and oh, like no, it it? Yeah, 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 they like threw it away. Like as soon as like the kick was down and the kick was up, like you saw like the holder like take it and throw it like it was a piece yeah, of like, yeah. pebble.
2: But wasn't there like I thought that they were putting down a locator or something like a like dropping
1: something no was no something? i don't, I, don't I, know. I Man, he just sucked <laughs> that was just, that's the bottom <laughs> no, just, I just, I mean, just it terrible. didn't affect any other kickers <laughs> right. so I'm just saying. it was on us yeah. we were plagued crazy.
2: he has the longest field goals in cowboys history
1: i know man <laughs> yeah, like three
2: of them if he's, kicking,
0: <laughs> if he's kicking over 50 yards and back he's
1: he's he's the best aces if he's within 20 yards, it's over. <laughs> bro, he's, just, he's looking at, bro, it was to the point where me and my brother, if we were on the left hash, I was like, ah, fuck. <laughs> like we didn't, we didn't even have to kick it. We knew it wasn't going in. We were like, ah, just, just fucking take a knee or, or give it to somebody else. You
2: no, know, you remember the best call is we gave mid-season MVPs. Mine was him. And <laughs> I'm your yet. midseason MVP, bro, because he was kicking and making everything, and I couldn't believe it. If you go back, see once again, he saw I Bring the, up my. He my saw past assumptions, that I'm embarrassed. Of he now. saw the, but,
1: He saw the podcast. He was like, "I'll show that motherfucker." <laughs> 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 MVP well, midseason, no. We were
0: all in agreement. No. Though, we were all in agreement. I mean, he was coming in clutch. We had cut him before. Or he was on the team before. Yeah. He just came back.
1: I believe he just signed with the Denver just, Broncos. So now he gets the like, the high elevation kicks too. So now he's going to make oh, yeah. seventy yard field goals next year. So it's going to be great for him. But in any event, yeah. But within, within, <laughs> within <the> team, <laughs> extra extra points are a no no. And Brett, they might as well just go but for wait, two no. now.
0: So you're saying who who do we uh, who do we have now as a kicker
1: that, that we signed? You were saying? Viscaino, Tristan Viscaino, which we had in camp at one point. I think he played. I think he kicked for the Falcons for a little bit, and then they brought in Aubrey something, some girl from uh, no <laughs> Brandon Aubrey um, from I believe the USFL, not the XFL. This is the USFL. So the last USFL guy we brought in was Cavante Turpin, and uh, he turned out to be a gem and a and a quote pro bowler, <laughs> which I'm that by the way. Um, but yeah, so there's a lot. Listen, camp opens today. There's going to be a lot more stuff digested. Um, a lot of stuff. A lot of headlines coming our way. There's going to be people out there that are going to see one dime that Dak throws and they're like, "Well, it's time to win MVP, I guess." You know what I mean? Like, or there's going to be one bad pass tipped and he's like, "There he is." You know, it's like, so keep your eyes out on that. I put it out on Twitter of guys you should follow on Twitter for your Cowboys content. There's a lot of people out there that just shit all over the team no matter what the case may be. Um, but there's a lot of guys that are out there that are literally on the field watching this shit. So go follow those guys. Go follow me on Twitter and we'll figure all that out. So. All right.
0: so let me let me uh, pose this question. Mm. All right, let's say Dak has the same problems this year. What do we do?
1: Draft. We draft. Draft. What are you going to do?
2: Yeah, he's done.
1: I mean, yeah, this is it. This is it for me because it's like
2: – trade him.
1: It, I mean, I don't know if anybody – I don't know the trade value of a guy like Dak Prescott. I don't even yeah, want to think it, about it. it but
2: We'll take his contract off our hands. That'd be great. Well, I don't think it matters really at don't. this
1: point, man. I really don't. I I think that this is it for him. He knows it. The window's shutting. The, the listen. I know this is gonna sound crazy, but you know, I don't think that. I think the Giants take a step back this year. I know that people are just like high on them, but I think that Daniel Jones. I know Saquon. Which, by the way, I don't know if you guys saw the contract, but it's just like. What the fuck were you bitching about? If you literally came back hand on like on your knees saying, I'll take that extra incentive million dollars to sign a con. Like it's just so stupid. But the Giants won that deal, by the way. So Saquon's gonna be out next year. Um, but in any event, the Giants are gonna get I think they take a step back, but they'll still be in the hunt. They'll still give us a game. You got the Eagles that are coming off a of Super Bowl. Is there gonna be a Super Bowl hangover kind of thing? I don't know. But the Washington Commanders, Redskins football team, like those guys under new management, Daniel Snyder's and on the outs now, that team, I think, is going to get better over time. Um, so the window is shutting to even just wrap up the East, right? But I think that this year, with the NFC, the landscape how it is, you got, you know, the 49ers are out there with a dominant defense, which, by the way, Bost is holding out as well. He wants a new long-term deal, so he didn't report the camp. Um, but, you know, the Niners are good. The Eagles are constructed well. Outside of those two teams, honestly, I don't I don't see any other real team that poses a threat to the Cowboys to get to where they want to get to. Honestly, like the Saints, I think are going to be better. You know, they're only going to lose Kamara for a couple games. They got Der- Derek Carr now. I think that Derek Carr's got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. I think he's going to be well.
0: I'll tell you a team that I think you're going to have to look out for. You can make fun of me, but you did when I said the Giants. I think Detroit's going to have a good season this year.
1: Detroit's been on the radar for a lot of people. No
0: one's going to make
1: fun of you. No one's going to make fun of that. I kind of saw that last year. I love their coach. I love Jared Goff is a game manager who can also light up the scoreboard on certain occasions. So I think the Lions, the Lions could win them, that division. They really can. I mean, like, yeah. who knows what's going to happen with the Packers, with Jordan Love. The Bears, you know, the, the jury's still not out on Justin Fields, but we, we, he might get exposed as the, I can't throw, you know, this year. So... The Lions have a good shot, but like when I look at the powerhouses of the NFC, I see the Niners because of their defense and their running game and their short game because Brock Purdy or Trey Lance or whoever decides to be a quarterback, Sam fucking Darnold, will do good with that offense. I truly believe that. Um, And the Eagles. So, outside of those two teams, there's nobody else, for me, that stops the Cowboys from getting to the Super Bowl, honestly. Um, Now, we'll make predictions as the season gets closer and we'll we'll go through the schedule and all that shit as, as we go, but as camp opens today as we record this on Tuesday July the twenty fifth, I don't know I, I think it's the this is the best chance the Cowboys have to finally end
2: the drought. I would say my bold prediction after next season is Justin Fields will be the best quarterback in the NFC In the NFC not the NFL. That's my bold prediction.
1: It's already better than hurts.
2: I didn't say that I said at the end of the at the end of the season, yeah, okay. That's my yeah, prediction. I
1: saw something, Adam Rank, I don't really take him seriously. He's a big fanboy for the Bears, but he says he's going to throw for 4,000 yards. No Bears quarterback has ever thrown for 4,000 yards. Can you guys off the top of your head, Keith? I know we're Cowboys guys, but can you name the all-time leading receiver for the Chicago Bears?
2: Willie Golt?
0: Gary.
1: Oh, don't say anything. I was
0: going to say uh, Gary. I, he was a safety. <laughs> I was going to make a joke.
2: Never mind. <laughs> um, all-time leading receiver, uh, not Willie Golt. Tom Waddle? No. That's a good one, bro. Should I Go should ahead. I give you a
1: hint? Yeah. It's not a receiver. Oh
2: shit. So Hi, Walter Payton? My, it's Walter Payton. My, it? Walter Payton? It's Walter wow. Payton.
1: And guess who's like number three? Like, Matt Forte. So like so there, so, so, so for people to be like yeah. Justin Fields about to take this leap, like, bro, <laughs> look around well, you. That's man. a different team now, bro. <laughs> no, a, I understand that, but look around you. Kid. Like or this no, team has historically not been a good passing team. So it's not like I'm talking out of my ass here.
2: Their last hall, their last Hall of Fame quarterback was Sid Luckman in the 1940s. Man, <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 Sid Luckman, <huh? laughs>
2: part-time quarterback, part-time private investigator.
1: <laughs> well, in any event. We are going to be back on the Jersey Boys podcast as we get things going at Dallas Cowboys content throughout the course of the training well, camp.
0: Really, really, their leading receiver.
1: I swear, to, I swear to I to God, man. We we looked it up the other day because look, I, I work. My business partner is a Packers fan, and he's not the one that's going to listen to any kind of good uh, good Bears talk, you know. So when he heard all these like, oh, Justin Fields could be the next big thing, and he's like, yeah, okay, cool, go you go know, take a look at the receiving is, numbers. That
0: strength is my argument that Walter Payton is the greatest running back to ever play the game.
1: I mean that's not that bold, right? I mean,
2: no, but I'm saying Frank. strengthens the argument it's
1: to me. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I, I that could be, um, we can go, and on, go on.
2: Well, Sturge. yo, really quick, did you were you old enough to watch Fraggle Rock? <laughs>
1: um, I, I think I was around for, it, but I didn't watch it. Why do uh, you
0: playing Fraggle Rock? What does that got to do? I it?
1: said <laughs> I, instead of saying fragile, I said fraggle. Oh, so, oh, oh, oh! <laughs> so, so Keith ran no, with that. All
2: right. So everybody, I would say, what forty and up maybe would remember the. the no, but I'm saying it
1: was probably uh, prominent I as I was coming up.
2: because Brett's mom. Hold on, <laughs> it was a gorg. No, she wasn't a gorg, but she she got uh, <laughs> she got super skinny on the on the Dozier diet. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, be sure you to check us out. Work? You know what the Dozers ate? <laughs> no. Yeah, they
0: they ate, well they ate- did they eat the. Uh, <laughs> the glass the buildings, the, things that
1: they. Done, right? so yeah. Oh my god! All right, guys, this has been episode, I guess, <laughs> one of the new season. Check us out whenever the hell we get back on this thing. Hopefully, we'll get down this thing at least bi-weekly until the preseason starts, and then we'll get ready to rock and roll for the season. So, thank you guys well, for listening.
0: Should ask the trash heap what our, uh, what our who be. the trash heap Marjorie.
2: <laughs> See, yeah, watch. she was like the one that uh, yeah. <laughs> He's gonna
0: give me. advice to the Fraggles, it
2: and was- uh, Uncle Uncle Traveling Mac can get us some tickets in some of the state in some of these states. There was
0: attraction a that that would give wisdom to the Fraggles. Oh,
1: so- all right, yeah. <laughs> All right, for shirt. Dave Sturchio, Brent and Keithers, Barbie,
2: you're gonna go see Barbie Sturgeon? Oh
1: yeah, woke ass Barbie. Yeah, no, I'm all over that shit. No, I'm gonna
2: go see. I want to see how bad men suck. I want to. I want.
1: I, I want to see Oppenheimer away. or whatever. I want to see that shit. I mean, that yeah, looks pretty intense. But uh, all right, guys, let's get out of here. I'll talk to you all next week.
0: Hey, this is Tony Soprano, and you're listening to Jersey Boys podcast with your host Dave Sturchio, and the urge Boys. I mean, I could give a shit about the Cowboys. We're in New Jersey. These guys got balls being Cowboys fans in Jersey. Anyways, enjoy, well uh, whatever. How about this devil?